0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, ma- a campaign set in Mass Effect, where you are using the Genesis rule system that is published by Fantasy Flight Games, uh, in connection with a f- um, free fan mod uh, called Singularity. Which, thank God, it did a lot of the work for me trying to make Mass Effect in Genesis, and by A lot. I mean, all of it. Um, If you're new to the podcast, because uh, I like to push the podcast when we do new campaigns, my name is Colin, and I'm going to be the GM for this campaign, and I have with me three of my lovely friends. Say hello, three of my lovely friends. Hello. Three
1: of my lovely friends. Bobbin took my joke. (laughs) Someone had to. Introduce yourselves, please.
2: I'm non-Euclidean Cat.
1: I'm Bob and bear
0: I'm Chloe. Uh, and this is session zero. We're gonna I'm gonna help at least two of these uh fine folk help with creating their character because this is the first time any of us have played Genesis. I Not I'm true. obsessed with No, okay, this is the first time I've played Genesis. I obsessed with with this system, I've never played it. It seems really cool. Um, so the first thing we need to do is, uh, each character has a, in a lot of the stuff in Genesis, they try to call them like origins, but we're gonna just straight up call them uh, species in this uh, in this setting. Um, each species has a set number of experience points that they can use to create their characters. At the start, at uh, character creation, um, there are some things you can do in character creation that you can't do after you've created your character, and then there are some things you can't do in character creation that you can do after you've finished creating the character. So I'm gonna help. Um, I'm gonna help with my, my friends uh, determined that you're mostly going to want to spend most of your experience points bumping up your abilities because once you've finished rolling up your character it is almost impossible to raise your abilities anymore. There's something that you can get really light into the game that we're not going to t- really get a chance to touch um, that allows you to up your abilities, but that's the, basically the only way, and it's pretty expensive, and the reason for this is because abilities is the easiest way to, like, increase all of the skills in the game, so the game, so the creators didn't want you to do that. Um, characteristics. The, characteristics, okay. Uh, the, the six characteristics are brawn, agility, intellect, cunning, willpower, and presence. And the amount of XP that it costs to raise those characteristics are equal to 10 times the number you're going to want to bump it up to. So, if you have 3 power, three willpower you want to bump it up to 4, that costs 40 experience points. Um, I also just realized we should probably at least touch on character concepts. So, uh, I'll go down... Let's go with the roll 20 list for once. Uh, Kat, what's your character concept? Like, what is your species and, uh... And what are they going to be attempting to do?
2: Alright. Put the one with the least amount of setting knowledge in first. I dig it. I'm, uh... I will be playing Kunk. Kunk is a Vorcha, which my understanding of the Vorcha as a species is that they've basically by accident fucked their own ability to evolve as a species because they have gained like short-term hyper adaptability. Basically you put them in any sort of environment or situation and they will almost spontaneously generate some kind of adaptation that makes them more suitable to handle what's going on of course that means that you know there there can be no survival of the fittest because everybody is the fittest moment to moment so they're uh, they're kind of an evolutionary dead end they're also uh, really fucking stupid they are by default almost nonverbal they Literally, communicate with violence. (laughs) If you need to convey any sort of idea, you do some sort of violence to the person you need to convey it to, and there's enough of a cultural understanding that they'll get it. (laughs) (laughs) They have the ability to speak, but that is something that they have, again, grown as... A, an impromptu adaptation to communicate with the uh, properly intelligent spacefaring races that have discovered them. Um, my character concept for kunk is... So I, I said, you know, they, their first language is violence. What happens when a Vorcha has a speech disorder? (laughs) (laughs) And the answer I came up with is, even by Vorcha standards, they are a danger to themselves and everyone around them. And so the Krogan mercenary group blood pack that likes to en masse kidnap Vorcha and just beat them into being highly disposable foot soldiers said, "Mm, no, I don't like this one. (laughs) And so Kunk got thrown in the trash. I
0: I also forgot to mention this campaign is set 25 years before the first contact war. So... That means that none of the players are allowed to play humans and if you're n- enough of a mass effect nerd to go, "Hey, wait a minute. weren't the Vorcha discovered after the humans came into the galactic scene?" One, yes. Two, shut up. This is more fun.
3: Look, the only thing that matters is that humans are fucking lame. Who would yep. ever be a human on purpose?
4: <laughs>
0: hmm. As a joke, maybe. <laughs> All right so uh Chloe, what is your character concept
3: I am playing Achille neon who is a drell and specifically I am the bodyguard slash information base slash teacher to a hanar that is some well-to-do, I imagine. We haven't really hashed it out exactly yet. Yeah. But basically, to get into some setting details, the Drell are a client species to another species called the Hanar because the uh, Drell homeworld was, back in back in the time before the Drell were capable of any sort of space travel, was basically just going to suffer some sort of environmental collapse so the hanar took what was it like 750,000 of them Something to their like home, that. to their home world
1: 375,000
3: hey thank you so basically the drell are culturally supposedly very thankful for all of this and they hanar and the drell get along great yada yada uh, despite the fact that the drell are from an arid planet and the Hanara planet. Homeworld is mostly water, so the leading cause of death for the drell is fucking dying of a horrible bacterial lung disease from too much humidity. Yeah. Oops. Whoops. So most of them live in domes. Anyway, the Drell have an eidetic memory, eidetic memory. Yes. That allows them to perfectly remember things. Which is why my character concept was basically, hey, that would make somebody really good at holding on to information and probably passing it on to others eventually. So that's where it came in that what if, you know, you had somebody who is working for some sort of rich heir to some sort of powerful person, political, business-like? Who knows? It'd be a surprise to me too. And uh, you got the person who knows all the shit to hold on to that information while the heir learns the ropes.
0: Sounds like a fun time to me. Mm-hmm.
1: And then, uh, Bobbin, what is your character concept? My basic concept is to play an alien against type. And after hearing what the others were roughly going for, I've decided to play a krogan hacker who does not like being in close combat with other people or close contact honestly
0: (laughs) uh the krogan come from a planet that is like extremely hostile so they basically in return evolved to become extremely
1: hostile and also until the invention of gunpowder weapons eaten by predators was still the number one cause of Krogan fatalities. Afterwards, it was death by gunshot.
0: <laughs> um, also, literally every Krogan has, like, some sort of genetic disease that was uh, put up, inflicted upon them by Solarian scientists and Turian, like, agents called the Genophage, which basically causes their huge birth rate to, like, become a lot of stillbirths instead so basically only one in one thousand um krogan that are born actually survive past basically childbirth Th- that's kind of a sour point a among a lot of krogan and because but because they're not scientists and they don't care about trying to cure it they are slowly but surely going extinct
3: i want to argue something Hmm. I don't think that they don't care about trying to cure it. I think that a lot of Krogan's are just have just, like, fallen to nihilism in that aspect, where it's like we, we're probably not going to cure it, so whatever, it's It's been fun. Know, fuck you, got mine. Yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna die eventually. Why do I give a shit about anything else? Like, at least one of your main characters in Mass Effect 1 definitely gives a shit about the Genophage.
1: Yes. The other thing about Krogan is that it is very difficult for them to die of old age. Oh yeah, they live to be like 1400 years old, don't they? I forgot about that. Yeah, so it's it's not just that they have uh, high fertility rates normally, but also a very low death rate after they got uplifted.
3: Yeah. Which I probably make an effort to like tell people about lore shit just cuz not everybody who's listening has probably played Mass Effect. Yeah. Also cat has not played a ton of Mass Effect or any at all. I'm not sure.
2: I have never played any of the games. I have watched Let's Plays of all three games, but I think that was like a decade ago.
0: So basically, the Kro- uh There was a race called the Rachni, uh, which were like insects, like ravaging the galaxy, and the Solarian found the Krogan basically gave them the technology to like go to other planets and were like hey can you kill these fucking insects for us please and they were like okay and so when that happened they were heralded as heroes and then afterwards they needed planets to settle and so they decided to start invading already settled planets and so there was like this huge war with them in which point the turians came along and were like hey we found like we teamed up with the Solarians and found a way to like sterilize them and have them stop like, ravaging the galaxy. And so they did that. And then Winter came along, and all the and all the Turians froze to death. No, Turians actually are one of like, the
1: three, three major species of the setting. Yeah, they didn't really come along. They they were there the whole time. They were, the Solarians, uh, Turians, and. Uh, Asari all predate the uh, Krogan appearance on the galaxy.
0: Okay, I—that's what I was not clear about. I know that the the reason that Turians are a council, one of the three council races, are because they stopped the Krogan invasion.
1: they—they so they worked with hand in hand with the Solarians to develop the genophage. Yeah, the Turians were the ones to apply it because they were much more—they are much more warlike than the Solarians. Yes. Anyway, back to creating characters.
0: Um, so your characteristics, like I said, uh, you have to up them in order, and then it's 10 times the number you wanna uh, raise it to in experience points. And you wanna spend as much experience points as possible raising the characteristics now, because it is not impossible to do it later.
1: Well, to be specific, you will never be able to raise characteristic levels again directly by spending experience. Yes.
3: Okay, but what if I really want to?
1: Mm. Then you should play a different
3: game. <laughs> what if you really, really, really want to, though? Then play Shadowrun. You build
0: your own game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let me know when you guys are done raising your characteristics. Uh, I'm not oh, sure. Well,
2: uh, you haven't exactly said what else we could use these points on oh,
0: okay so there are two other things that you can use experience points on uh you can use them on skills and you can use them on talents uh when you use them on skills it is five times the rank that you want to apply it to and then if it's not an if it's not one of your career path skills that's an ad- you have to add an additional five experience points to that. So like, if athletics is your career skill and you want to raise it to two, you have to raise it to f- spend five experience points to raise it to uh, one and then an- another ten to raise it to two.
3: Well, can we talk about careers then? Because yes. that's not really touched on in the
0: singularity book which is why i was asking about it earlier right so careers um basically determine what your class what your cheaper skill points are going to be um and like some other minor things so careers are basically ways that you get your cheaper skill points and some other like might not even some other minor things that's basically all it does
3: just like aptitudes then right yeah. like these are the things that you do and are going to be good at getting better at
0: correct um and the way they work is you tag eight skills and then of those eight skills you get four rank 1 skill trainings so you raise four of those uh skills up to rank 1 for free um okay skills at character creation can never be raised above two. So, yeah, you choose eight skills, and then you add four level one ranks, or four rank ones among those eight. And then finally, the last thing you can spend on, spend experience points on, are talents, which are both passive and active um, like bonuses that you can do, and they have different tiers, depending on how powerful they are. Um, tier 1 is cost 5 experience points to buy. Tier 2 costs 10, etc, etc. Um, the thing of it is, you can never have more of a higher level talent than you do of a lower level talent. So, in order to get up to tier 5 you have to have at least one tier 1 2 3 and 4 uh, talent and then if you want to get another tier 5 tier 5 you have to get m- another 1 2 3 and 4 before you can get a fifth
1: one
3: you got to make a pyramid like you do in fate
1: pretty much yes yeah, you specifically need more of the previous tier oh, than more. you have of okay. the current tier so you need two ones to get a two okay um three one and, and then, then
0: two twos to get a three exactly Zero. okay so yeah it's like a pyramid um so that being said I unless for some reason no I don't even think yeah it's like impossible to get a tier 5 talent at character creation because of how, because of how expensive that is um I don't think we're gonna see much higher than tier three if at if even that, uh, here in the game. Because after character creation, they are getting a couple extra experience points. I'm going to just give them a couple extra experience points because I want them to have fun and have a cool, memorable character. And this isn't going to be going on forever.
1: And in the meantime, your initial pool should really be spent on characteristics. Yeah. Because you'll never get this chance again. Right. So don't even worry about it.
0: Yeah, like if you have if you have leftover experience points, you can probably put them in, like skills and talents and everything. But you really should be spending as much as you can within the limitations of your starting experience on characteristics.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to figure out because I want to have biotic powers. I want one biotic power in particular. Willpower and uh, will uh, biotics are based off of willpower. Well, no, it's um. Gaining access to biotics is simple. All you need is a single rank in the biotics skill. Yes.
0: I'm just saying that willpower uh, makes
1: doing biotics much easier. So, yeah. At the bottom of your character sheet, there's the add button. So, just put in biotics as a custom skill, tag it to willpower, uh, click the career button, and give it one rank. Yep.
0: So. While my players are are doing this sort of thing, the way that this game works is that they the game has its own special dice pool, and it's based it's based off of d sixes, eights, and twelves, but uh, they they have their own like special colors and special uh, symbols on there, um, and depending on what you roll and what appears on them, like certain things happen. So like. The thing I found fascinating about this game when I originally learned about it was, you, su- you can succeed at doing a thing, but something bad can still happen. And you can fail at doing something, but something good can still happen. So if I told you to roll knowledge, whatever, at a difficulty four, you would roll four difficulty dice, and then you would roll your whatever your knowledge pool is, and you can get a failure but then you get an advantage so you would not know what the thing you're trying to figure out is but you would still get some sort of advantage to that role Uh, another example is like if you're shooting at a person and you miss but you get an advantage you can instead like shoot a box that causes you can like shoot some sort of like container that like causes it to fall on top of them and prevent them from running away or you can like shoot a control panel on like the the fastest door out and so and it just closes it's it's real interesting I've, I've listened to one uh, actual play podcast use this system and I've I found it r- fascinating and it was real fun it sounded like.
3: I have a question. So, by vanilla, knowledge is an intelligence skill, but since it's broken into, like, six different types of intelligence, of knowledge skills in singularity, is it still keyed off intelligence? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, all all intelligence skills are based off of, um, or all knowledge skills are based off of intelligence. In fact, the, um, the book in Genesis says that you should definitely split up knowledge skills because just having one knowledge skill for everything makes it one of the best things in the game, so uh, if you're not... The know things skill. (laughs) I just know everything. Pretty good at knowing things. (laughs) But yes, um, in the case of Singularity, they have broken up knowledge skills into Brokers, life science, physical science, social science, underworld, and warfare.
2: So I have, I, I believe that I have spent my points. I get one hundred to start with. Yeah. And so I've moved my brawn and willpower up to three, and my agility up to four, which I believe puts me at one hundred. Yeah, so that's you are thirty good at- plus thirty plus forty.
0: You are good at shotgun.
2: I'm I'm good at fight.
0: Yes, you're good at fight. So, the way that um that skills work is they're based off of two things, one one of your six characteristics and two your rank in the skills. So, whichever number is higher, that's how many green d8s that you get, which are I forget what the technical term is for it. It's the good it's the good dice. The ability, ability. Dice. yes that's how many ability dice you get and whichever number is lower that's how many of those ability dice are upgraded to what is called a proficiency dice which is basically ability dice but even more good uh that's the one that lets you get critical
1: successes and such yeah and uh if you guys want an example i've gotten through the characteristics and career stuff already
2: I mean, I'm happy to hear it. I've also picked my career stuff because I just, I went with Soldier because it was real easy.
1: All right. Uh, Well, as a Krogan hacker, uh, I start with three brawn and one intellect and the rest are twos. And since intellect is important, I bought it up to three and got cunning up to three. And since I have 80 starting XP, that accounts for that total sum. Yeah, Krogan
0: depending on what the species like passive stuff is in the rest of their stats determines how many uh, determines how many experience points they get to from the get go and I think Krogan because they are just like so jacked with everything else they have one of the lowest uh, starting experience uh, um, amounts they might even have the lowest
1: yeah I get like three good special abilities and one sort of medium special ability, so it's not surprising.
0: Oh no, Hanar start with uh, with less experience points than Krogan. Okay. Yeah, you can, huh. like, you can play as a Hanar in this game. Uh, it's real good. You can also play as, um, as, uh,
1: Volus you characters. You can be an Elkor. <laughs> For reference, Hanar are floating jellyfish, so the fact that they can do anything is kind of surprising <laughs> they speak to bioluminescence
0: Heck, colin yeah are there are three ranged skills um you can ignore the uh, one that just says uh ranged in like modern or sci-fi settings for uh, for genesis they split them up into light and heavy light is basically pistols and heavies uh, heavy is like sniper rifles regular assault rifles uh shotguns etc
1: Okay. But anything, anything heavier than a handgun. In exchange, futuristic settings have the basic melee instead of melee light and heavy. Yeah. Hmm. Okay.
2: Um. So between my Vorcha species and my um, career as a soldier, I get. I get essentially two ranks in ranged. Would you recommend that I double up on one of them, or I do one in each?
0: That depends on you. Uh, I will say that heavier weapons tend to deal more damage, but you need a uh, three-hand in order to use biotics.
1: <laughs> I would also mention that the second tier is more expensive. So getting that with your, uh, getting that for free, using your starting stuff is a good economics. Okay, well I come with a uh, with
2: an unarmed combat bonus, so I think I'll um I'll double up on putting ranks into heavy ranged, okay. and then I'll just have it be that I can like fucking. Drop my shotgun and then body check some asshole with my biotics and then claw their eyes out.
1: There are <laughs> weapon mods that that make it basically a quick Good draw. Idea.
0: Yeah, there there are yeah, quick draw. There's also um there are also some body mods there are also some mods that uh actually improve your biotics when you wield the weapon. So if like you have a pistol with that, like you can just you just Get a forever bonus. It's real good.
1: Those tend to be more expensive, though.
0: Though, yeah, I, I think, I think that's like one of the most expensive, uh, weapon mods for, uh, for weapons in the game.
1: But yeah. So the career skills I chose are mechanics, hacking, and sys ops because the computer skill has also been divided for this particular setting. And then I also got coercion because Krogan are good at that, Uh, Brawl, because Krogan are also good at that, Mm -hmm. and then I chose basically Streetwise, Knowledge Brokers, and Knowledge Underworld.
0: Uh, I did warn my players ahead of time that uh, that they should, at least, if they're not hyper focusing on combat they should make it like a secondary focus because uh, I don't want them to be completely useless in the one mandatory the at least one mandatory fight I have planned I'm thinking I'm going to make that the only mandatory fight and like you could potentially work your way around every other combat situation if you want but there is going to be at least one mandatory fight
1: Oh, and incidentally I also get a uh, free skill at start for being a Krogan, and I spent that on resilience. Ah, yes. The don't-get-poison stat. (laughs) Alright, well, if we're going through them, I'll just
2: uh, list it out. As a soldier, I start with the career skills, athletics, brawl, coercion, melee, perception, ranged survival, and vigilance. And then I get to get a rank in four of those, and I picked uh, Athletics, Brawl, Melee, and Ranged Heavy. And uh, then I also, as a Vorcha, um, get one rank in either Resilience, Survival, Melee, or Ranged, and I decided to put the put it into a second Ranged. And then I've got that one, Biotics.
1: Okay. Uh, and then I've got a bunch of like goodies down here. Wait, so did you swap out one of your original skills for Biotics? Oh, did I need to do that? Yeah. yeah cause, I mean, Unless... if you want to spend a point on it to begin with, it needs to be one of your career skills. And it's just a okay. good idea because you're going to be spending a lot of points on that.
0: Yeah, don't like don't find feel out. free to like swap one out cuz like the book the singularity book itself says, "Hey, don't feel restricted to the careers in the uh Genesis book. Just choose eight things and that's your career."
1: Yeah, it's a good starting point. It's not a stopping point. Right.
2: So, then what I would do is I would get rid of my career check mark in Perception? Because I'm an idiot. Yeah. Fair enough. And I would take one rank. Do I need to have a... I, I need to have a rank in it in order to be able to use biotics, Perfect. I do believe. So I would need to take that second rank out of my
1: ranged uh, weapon skill and put that into Biotics. Well, you can swap any of the four if you want. Right, but
2: I like having a... I like being good at all kinds of fighting and also being very fast.
0: <laughs> By the way, when Kat says that, like, their character is an idiot, we're not kidding. Vorcha are literally not allowed to have an intellect over over one at character creation. You are stuck with intellect one until you can afford a tier five talent. Speaking of talents. Uh Chloe, have you decided what your stuff is yet?
3: I, I'm, I'm still kind of struggling a little bit. So far, I'm kind of stuck between trying to fit exactly to the archetype that I was looking for and also right. trying to, like, modify that to sort of fill the gaps we've got. Because okay. I don't want to do something that is too that overlaps too much with some what someone else is doing. Right. Because obviously Kat's character is very much fight-kill-yeah. <laughs> do fight-yeah. Do fight-yeah. Do fight-yeah. And Bobbin's character is covering a lot of the sort of tech aspects of things. I'm just trying to think of, like... I think I'm going to try and cover some of the, like, talk to people shit that has to happen, because obviously, like, my character's sort of thing is, I know things, I'm teaching my charge slash employer how to do things, so part of it is I need to keep us out of trouble, and I need to be good at these things in order to teach them how to do them. So I'm going to try and cover some of the social sphere is what I'm is what I'm trying to do right now. Okay. Which means spending points, bringing my presence up, I believe is how it works, right?
0: Yeah. Presence is the um is the talk to people stat, essentially.
1: Well, it, it's three fifths of the talk to people stat.
0: Fair enough. That's for charm, leadership and negotiation. Coercion is will for whatever reason and not brawn. Oh, that's because coercing
3: somebody is about x is about uh, fucking I can't think of the word right now. Oh, it's
0: it's it's not it's not a uh, do a thing or I'll beat you up. It's a wow, this is a nice shop. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Uh, coercion's
3: mostly just like using your for the force of your will to sort of like convince somebody that they don't have a choice and that kind of thing. It's about having. A lot of it's about like browbeating
0: somebody into into
1: doing something, I guess. Is and, how then, I would de- put it.
0: and then deception is based off of cunning, which
1: makes sense to me. It does also con- include interrogations, of course.
3: Ah, okay. It, I imagine it would take a lot of willpower in order in order to interrogate somebody.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, and also I forgot to mention there are two different skills for rolling initiative, depending on what the situation that you're rolling initiative is under. Um, So one of the skills for initiative is cool and you roll that if you're prepared for combat and then the other one is vigilance if combat is unexpected. And usually this is the same stat for both sides, but sometimes one side can roll cool and another one can roll vigilance especially in like ambush situations.
3: Hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to spend 50 experience to bring my presence up to, like, 3. Okay. And... Math checks out, yes. Okay, because it starts at 1, so 20 for 2, 30 for 3. Mm-hmm. And then, uh... How much do I can get as a... a 100. As a oh, okay. Draw so I'll start with 100 experience, so I can bring one more skill up to 3 for 30 points, and I just have 10 experience sitting wherever that I can't really spend on anything. Yeah. I can't decide if I want to do intellect
1: or cunning. Intellect is more about the knowledge skills. And I've got more practical knowledge covered. So if you are a teacher it would make sense if you knew some stuff about the uh history. The more theoretical knowledge types.
3: That too. Yeah. So Oh whoops. Oh apparently if you hold the button down, it keeps going. <laughs> I have seven intellects out of five. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll just put that last point into intellect. Part of me was thinking cunning because, eh, but you know what? It's intellect. So I've got two in brawn, two in agility, three in intellect, two in cunning, three in willpower, and three in presence.
1: All right, that gives you another 20 XP. Yep.
0: Yeah. So you can spend those on, like, talents and skills and stuff instead. Yeah. But uh, be sh- be sure to like find your like career skills and
1: give yourself the free ranks first. Yeah, and your one species skill.
3: Yeah. Yes, that is perception. I decided to make that perception. It made, it made the most sense to me. Okay. Even though it's cunning, I don't know. I might change it before is, before the day uh, is out.
0: I mean, perception, trying to find like hidden threats for your charge that are trying to like hurt them. That <laughs> makes sense. I, that's more like vigilance, though,
3: isn't it? Because perception, perception is more of a, like... Investigating skill, yeah.
1: It is useful for someone who wants to be an information sponge.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And then I think also medicine is probably going to be a good pick for me. Just because, like, I'm also going to be in charge of keeping another human... Well, another sentient being alive...
0: I was about to say, nothing about the hand or a human.
3: Uh, nothing about anything right now is going to be human.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not a single human in this entire campaign.
3: One, two, three, four, five. I just need three more skills then. I should probably be tagging... I don't think I need... I don't think leadership is the thing that I would want.
0: No. You can also... But... Don't, don't forget to... like you. To tag like whatever intelligence-based, uh, like whatever knowledge-based uh, skills you want to do. Yeah, right now I've I was gonna grab brokers because it made sense.
1: Just as a well, just because you're working for a mover and shaker does not mean that you keep track of them necessarily.
0: Yeah, true. If you're if you're more like a teacher, I would probably go into like the sciences. I'm not sure which of the sciences would interest you, but like the sciences.
3: Probably, like, life and physical science. I'm yes. going to be grabbing those ones. Right. Not social studies.
0: Oh, cat. I also... Sciences. Forgot, yep, I forgot to mention, like, it doesn't... It's not immediately, uh... Immediately apparent, um, but... Uh, knowledge, physical sciences does also, uh, help with biotic stuff. I'm not sure if... Kunk would be intelligent enough to go into physical sciences to learn this shit but I'm just letting you know
2: yeah I did uh I did see that that uh the one biotic skill that I really care about does improve off of knowledge physical science but um rip
1: rip it's fine there is also astrocartography
2: ha <laughs> yes <laughs> that
3: thing. I think that was more of a suggestion for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we're gonna grab astro cartography. That that makes a ton of sense.
0: Yeah, that does, because like uh someone needs to be able to fly the fucking ship. Well
1: that's that's actually the thing, and that's not flying the fucking ship.
3: It's knowing the lay of the land. It's basically geography for space.
1: Yes. It is navigating the go- the goddamn ship. <laughs> Whereas operating is for uh, a large vessel, piloting is for a small vessel, and driving is for an atmospheric vessel.
0: Yeah, anything in the
1: atmosphere.
3: Yeah, I've only tagged, like, one actual combat skill, which is range, because I figure I have a gun in order to shoot somebody if I fucking have to.
0: Uh, light or heavy? Light.
3: Okay. It's just a pistol. I, I don't think I would be carrying around an Assault Rifle or a Shotgun or a Sniper Rifle. <laughs> um, yeah, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven skills. Like, did I, I didn't tag that. Six skills. I just need two more then.
0: Okay.
3: I think I'm going to grab either Cool or Vigilance. Yeah. I think Vigilance makes the most sense, so I'm going to grab Vigilance.
1: Okay. And then there was so what the- if you, what, what have you got then?
3: Oh, well, what have I got? I have yeah. asper Cartography, Medicine, Vigilance, uh, Range, Light, Negotiation, uh, Knowledge, Life Sciences, and Knowledge, Physical Sciences.
1: So what about Charm? I could grab Charm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that makes, uh, did I just tag a skill? Five, six, seven, and that makes eight. Hooray!
0: we did it.
1: And if you want, you can spend that uh, leftover experience to get all eight of your skills up to one rank.
3: Oh, I so, so I can because it's five for.
1: Yes, yeah, yep. five for rank
0: one. Yeah, that makes sense.
3: I mean, what else am I going to spend twenty experience on? It would be what uh, a... talents?
1: Talents, yeah, yeah. And you might, later, and if so, you can just go back and remove one rank from one skill because, uh, they cost the same.
3: Yeah. I'll just put them all at one and then I'll fix it later. So that we can get on with this, get on with the show. Somehow Vigilance became five.
1: I'm trying to remember how much money you guys are supposed to start with. Oh, that's under character creation. okay. uh Choose gear, you start with 2,500 credits. Okay. Um, or if you travel light, you can start with 500 credits and an extra 10 experience. But looks like the next step is derived attributes. Yes, derived attributes. Uh...
2: This is deriving me crazy. <laughs> That's gonna be wounds, strain, soak, and defense. Soak is equal to your bronze score, defense, we all basically start at zero unless we have armor and uh, wounds and strain is uh, species dependent yes mine is, my wounds is 12 plus brawn, so 15 and my strain is 10 plus cunning, so no Uh, 8 plus willpower so I have 11
0: okay um, and wounds are basically your hit points, and strain is uh, stuff to activate cool abilities. like if uh, if you want to do something from one of your talents, it usually cause calls for you to um, damage your strain.
1: Yeah, biotics uses a lot of strain for instance. yeah, like
0: bi- biotics use a t- like it's to strain every time you use a biotic power, regardless if it uh, succeeds or not.
1: Incidentally, as a Krogan, my wounds are 17, which is high, and my strain is 11, which is average.
3: Mine are, I have
0: 12 wounds and 13 strain. And Soak is essentially, when you take damage, you just subtract Soak. It comes in handy, and defense, I believe, adds difficulty dice to the attacker's uh, attempt to, or is it? adds or is it upgrades difficulty dice? It's one of the two.
1: Armor inclu- increases both defense and soak.
0: Yes. Um, And defense is not either of the things that I said. Uh, defense adds um, setback dice equal to your defense rating to the attacker.
1: So that's the, the little
0: one. That's the little black dice, yes.
3: I should double check with the heritage talent. Sorry for... Heightened awareness. When eligible for a tier two talent, instead of purchasing, okay.
0: Yep. Um, I understand. Which is add the uh, blue tier perception and vigilance checks. Allied engagement to character. Add two blue instead. So it's nice. It's very helpful, and it makes sense for Drell. Yeah.
3: I'm thinking that I might spend five points and take some and take like hold on there's physician and trauma specialist when you make a medicine check to help a character heal wounds the target heals one additional strain per rank of physician and then patients under the character's supervision heal one additional wound per rank of trauma specialist each time they heal a wound while recovering a well in a well-equipped medical facility under supervised medical conditions or long-term care that feels really weird because physician just feels like a better vert, a better ta- uh, thing to take.
0: Trauma specialist, you don't have to roll at all.
3: Okay, so basically, if somebody is heal- in a hospital and I have trauma specialist, they heal faster. But physician lets me roll to heal somebody, and Correct. they heal better when I roll. Correct. Yeah. Hmm. Do I want to take combat mastery?
0: Combat mastery. What is combat mastery? Uh... It
3: lets you do combat. Ma- it's the the third thing. It's oh, the shoot good skill. It's the shoot good skill. Ooh. Yeah, I, I thought maybe I should have th- I should have cool things that I can do in combat. You know, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. That uh, that sounds smart because I did suggest that.
3: Oh, we also all start with toolkits of some kind,
1: but I think so. Yeah. Yes, you all get to start with one free premium toolkit or two regular toolkits.
3: Okay, combat mastery.
1: Yeah, the combat mastery things are mostly based on talents.
0: Yeah. yeah. She's looking at, uh, at talent stuff instead of upgrading every skill. I'm just seeing if I want to do it. I mean, it'd be cool to have one of each person, one of each kind in the game. Too strained to do any combat mastery that they've learned. Oh, you need to learn them, too.
3: Yes, you have to buy the combat
0: Uh, mastery talent. Oh, oh, okay. And every time you buy every time you purchase the talent, it gives you another one. Okay, got it.
1: That's why I said it's, uh...
0: Biotics and tech don't work that way.
1: Yeah, no, they are based on skills. Once you buy into the skill, then you can also buy talents that enhance them, but you've still got basic access.
3: Huh. Concussive shot is boosted by your character's rank and knowledge warfare <laughs> yeah, they really wanted to make the knowledge skills useful yeah i'm not gonna complain it's just an interesting thing squad ammo variants okay fire discipline character is kind of weird who knows all the enemy's weaknesses you can coordinate a team's fire and he got he's got enough extra ammo for everybody When you first learn this power, you choose to learn a number of squad ammo variants from the squad ammo list up to your ranks in knowledge warfare.
0: (laughs) Everybody just has warp ammo now. I'm not even a biotic and yet there we are.
1: Makes sense to me. The idea is that a, uh, a specific mineral gets into your body in the first place. So yeah, you just use that specific mineral in your ammunition. (laughs)
3: How are we going to handle the fact that metagel doesn't exist? Considering humans invented it.
0: Huh. There's an inferior version of it that the Solarians made. (laughs) I'm going with the Star Wars before Bacta was invented uh, explanation. There we go. (laughs) Sure. All right. I forget what the, uh, what the before to thing was called, but I know it was not uh, Knights of the Old Republic.
3: Wow. Uh, basically none of the combat mastery skills are worth taking if you don't have, uh, ranks in Knowledge Warfare.
0: If you really want, you can, I'll let you, like, nothing's set in stone yet. You can switch out one of your class skills to have ranks in Knowledge Warfare, and just be like, yeah, the Hanar teach the Drell some really fucked up shit. See, Thane, Thane's entire thing, Thane's entire thing involving Thane.
3: I might take. I might switch out like physical science or astrocartography. I think.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah. Okay. I'm switching out knowledge physical science for knowledge
2: warfare. Okay. Ah, uh, everything. Okay, everything comes in
1: regular and deluxe kits. So either two regular or one deluxe. Yes, for instance, I've chosen the Deluxe Infiltrator's tools.
2: Uh, Let's see here. I'm probably not a good investigator, (laughs) or a surveyor, or a xenologist. (laughs) I'm probably not a good technician, or an infiltrator. You could be an
0: infiltrator, and your style of infiltrating is just knock knock, motherfucker
2: spies, thieves, and hackers have their own tools of the trade. I don't think that
1: helps me. No, no, I don't think it does. You could just not take a kit.
0: Yeah. If you don't take a kit, I'll, like, give you an extra five experience to work with.
2: Let me see, because I might take Doctor, because healing is a thing that Vorcha, like, care about.
0: Which is weird because, like, in the game, Vorcha have, like, regenerating health
2: to an annoying degree. Oh, yeah. Um, I come with the regeneration skill. Whenever a Vorcha would recover one or more wounds from a natural rest, he recovers one additional wound. He does not recover one additional wound when receiving first aid or medical treatment from a character or when using Medigel. Well, I got that one, too. Vorcha can regrow lost limbs as well though it usually takes at least a month before the limb is usable.
1: Well, I don't I don't get that one.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, Vorcha are actually better at regenerating health than Kroganar and it shows in the especially in the second game where like if you don't kill a Vorcha in 2 seconds, they just have all their health back. It sucks and I hate it. They just get back up. They just
1: they're they're just back. On the other hand, uh, what Krogan do get is the ability to basically negate critical injuries once per session.
3: Makes sense, what with that whole redundant and uh,
1: organs and all that. hmm Yep.
0: Two hearts and four testicles.
1: You hit my spare heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not a Klingon. Don't say I'm a Klingon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hmm. No, I think Klingons only have one heart. They've got two. They've got, oh, they've got two? Okay.
1: Yeah, there was a Next Generation episode where, uh...
0: <gasps> right, Rorf gets bodied by a fucking empty barrel <laughs> or something like
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> and Crusher just complains about how all of the redundant organs just mean more points of failure.
3: <laughs> yeah, I love my, uh, my extra septic kidney. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm curious. I, I want opinions. Do I want to yeah. take Fire Discipline, or do I want to take Unity? Unity is basically I cast heal, Fire Discipline lets me lets me like give everybody an ammo type of, my, of uh, that I have to pick
1: beforehand. I, for one, would not be using much ammo types. Yeah, I, for one, like being healed.
0: Yeah, healing helps everyone. Ammo types only helps two out of three of the members of the party.
3: Yeah. Alright. I'm gonna take Unity then, and since I now have a rank in Knowledge Warfare, lets me have a unit an actual modifier to
2: it. By the way, Colin. Hmm. Um Backtracking to Biotic Powers. Um uh, it says that the GM needs to make a ruling on whether or not domination is available to non-Asari races. Uh, it is not. Okay.
0: If you want to dominate uh, someone, you spider. gotta play an Asari. That's just the rules. Uh,
3: Do you really wanted to dominate somebody, huh? <laughs> no.
2: I, uh... I just saw that leech is a domination effect.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh well, sorry.
2: It's fine. More like
0: a sorry. (laughs) It's not too late to change yourself to a sexy blue lady. No. (laughs) Why are they ladies though? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense.
2: Aside from sex appeal, look, if I'm playing an Asari, I'm being a femboy. (laughs)
1: Okay. (sighs) But I'm not. Remember, in galactic civilizations, one of the other uh, species is just also humans. And everyone is just mystified what the hell happened for this (laughs) to be the case?
0: We have humans, and also human too. Human harder. I'm a human, but better. <laughs> no, not even, but better. It's just another human.
2: Colin, I'm not going to take a kit.
0: Okay, uh, go ahead and give yourself extra five experience points.
2: Which gets me, what, one rank in something?
0: Yeah, one rank in something. Or a talent. A level one talent.
2: Oh, are there any talents that would
0: be useful for me? um i mean no cuz you don't have any uh ranks in knowledge warfare so actually combat mastery is not that great for you lethal blows which lets you add plus 10 per rank of lethal blows to critical injuries
2: that's what i'm looking at
0: and the way critical hits work is um each weapon that uh that you have has a number has a number that you need to get the amount of successes on, and if you get that success, then that is a critical hit and you roll a d100 and whatever the dice lands on that's, uh, there's a big table and whatever the number lands on, that's the critical damage you have it has everything from like oh, you just got like messed up a little suffer one strain, to your limb is missing now to, you're fucking dead. The the table actually goes up to like a hundred and Fifty on a D one hundred, and that's because for each critical hit you've already received, uh, you have to add another ten to the um, to the overall result. So, um, and I don't think the lethal stuff actually ha- starts happening until like a hundred and ten or hundred and twenty percent.
1: And there's also weapon criticals because uh, your critical rating. The critical rating of a weapon uh, adds that times 10 to the result your opponent has to roll. Yes. So yeah, the fact that the Krogan can spend story points, which are a big deal, yep. to get a 1 after rolling mm-hmm. it's a pretty big deal. Yep.
0: If everyone is done spending their experience points, let me know. I know Bobbin is. I'm done. You're done? Okay. Kat, what about you? Yes, I'm done. Um, now, that being said, you are officially out of character creation mode.
1: Well, we should buy our starting gear first.
0: Oh yes, yeah, starting gear. Everybody starts with 2,500 credits. Or if you want, you can start with 500 credits and an additional 10 experience. I doubt that will happen considering guns are pretty expensive.
2: I am immediately spending $1,000 on a set of light armor. Uh, that is correct, actually. (laughs) That's very correct.
1: I have spent a thousand credits on a good Omni tool.
3: Um, I'm spending 500 credits on some protective clothing.
0: Okay. Everybody's protection is out of the way, I guess. No. What did what did uh, what does Kenzak have as far as protection goes? I also got the protective clothing. Okay, I figured as much, but I thought I should ask.
2: So now I'm trying to figure out what gun I want, or guns, plural, perhaps.
1: Yes. For my weapons, I have chosen the M4 Shuriken submachine gun and I also got the magazine upgrade for it because the purpose of this weapon is to make everyone duck behind cover as I run away <laughs> and I don't want it to run out of ammunition before I have left the room. Yes.
0: I know ammunition is weird in Mass Effect because in the first game it was basically it doesn't exist and then in the second and third game it's like it exists now, deal with it. But uh
1: but yes, that's I do also have a secondary weapon, which is the Omni-Blade. My Omni-Tool can quickly construct a uh, wafer-thin blade I can stab into people, and I use Brawl to, to, uh, to use it. My favorite
0: thing about playing uh, Mass Effect 3 was I played the class that was, you're really good at using Omni-Blades, and in fact, you get two, one for each arm. So, I ran into melee a lot in that game.
2: I think I'm going to get the Grawl Spike Thrower. It makes sense as a fucking failed blood pack initiate that I would have a Krogan weapon that I just managed to hang on to. Yeah, that that makes sense. They tried to take it away from you. You just kept pulling
0: back harder. They're like, fine, no, you you take it. It's not worth it.
2: I got 350 bucks left over. Uh, That's
0: enough for modifying either your armor or your weapon with something.
1: The other add-on I got for my omni-tool is uh basically the f- the database access, which gives me the tier 1 rank bot info for free. Basically, if I run into a knowledge check, I can spend money instead of rolling dice to succeed.
0: Ah, okay. Um, me I'm trying to find, like, the weapon modifications because there's some good shit in there. Custom holster! What is, like, what is even the point of that? It's like, is it... you get to maybe draw, drawn or stowed as an incidental, okay? Or...
1: That, that's gain. a quick draw thing I was talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, so walls concealed, add a penalty to perception checks to made to detect this weapon. In addition, choose one of the two bonuses: uh, drawn or stowed as an incidental, or gain a bonus to combat checks made with this weapon against targets that have not yet acted in this encounter. And that costs two fifty. I don't think you would have an encrypted safety switch considering your entire
1: deal. But bear in mind that you can only attach so many things. Yeah. That's what the HP stands for.
0: Yeah, like, all all the HP stuff
1: is one, except for the piercing mod and the tripod mount, which are two. Yeah, just to make the system clear, though, all weapons and all armor have a number of hard points, or HP. And you can attach as many add-ons as you want up to that number based on how much HP the add-ons have.
0: Yeah. So you can't have, like, an ultra gun which has like a bipod mount and a deadly edge and an extended barrel and a magazine upgrade and an omni bayonet and because like it's, it's just that's just too much
3: don't you tell me what I can't do with
0: my gun
2: <laughs> did we ever go for encumbrance
0: I don't think so but encumbrance is basically just equal to five plus your brawn stat and that's just how much uh how much shit you can carry each weapon and armor has an encumbrance rating. Um,
1: there is one tricky bit, which is that when you are wearing armor, its encumbrance is the number minus three oh. down to zero. Oh, I didn't know incu- like, good to know.
3: I was gonna say all this gear is a little fucking heavy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess carrying around armor is And having it be really fucking cumbersome makes a lot more sense than it just being really fucking cumbersome all the time,
1: always. But yeah, with all of my gear, weapons, and the Omni tool, my current encumbrance is six out of a threshold of eight, which is five plus three. I'm at
2: five out of eight. And uh, I guess my defense goes up by one?
0: Yeah different sources of defense and soak all stack but like yeah. you can't wear like 8 sets of armor and have like 13 soak but because you just you would just get the highest soak value from all your ar- from that armor but like if you have soak from brawn and your armor and like some sort of like high level talent and some other source of uh, source of soak like that all adds together
1: So, for instance, my soak is four, which is three brawn plus one soak from protective clothing.
2: Yeah, same. So I have one point of defense from my armor, but -hmm. there's two defense slots. Just bump them both up to one.
0: Like, I, I I don't think the system is... This particular version of the system I don't think is interested in trying to differentiate between melee and ranged defense.
2: Oh, I can check. I will put a scope on my shotgun.
0: <laughs> I mean, go for it. <laughs> it won't stop you. Hmm.
3: Meanwhile, I'm like, how do I make my clothes cool?
0: Okay, so the way story points work are... We share... By we, I mean all three all three of you guys, and I, share a pool of story points. You each get a story point, uh, and I get one as well at the start of each session. And we basically play tug-of-war with them. Um, you use story points to, like, create story, uh, story elements out of thin air. Um, certain abilities require story points to use. You can use story points to Upgrade uh, difficulty dice into um, into what? Like the the better version of difficulty dice, whose name I'm blanking on right now. Either way, um, there's a couple different stuff things that you can uh, that you can use for them. Um, so whenever you guys use a story point, you give a story point to me. However, whenever I use a story point, I give a story point to you. Interesting. So. You're not supposed to, like, sit on them and never give them to me. And I'm not supposed to sit on them and never give them to you. They're there to be used. And we are, by design, supposed to be playing back and forth
2: with this. Okay, I think I'm going to use my last 350 to buy a biotic amp. Oh. There's two that I can afford. One of them, let's see added to the power increases the difficulty of the power by one less purple than it would so one of them makes the barrier skill easier to cast and adds two damage to the attack skill the other makes the empowerment skill easier to cast and adds three to the attack skill and I think (laughs) I think I know which one I'm taking
0: (laughs) A uh, danger to yourself and others, even by Fortress standards. Uh,
2: now, where do I put them?
0: Oh, the amps—they usually like are like surgically implanted in your head.
2: No, I mean like on my character sheet.
0: Oh, um, I guess down in equipment.
2: Did you cool. go under like
1: cybernetics?
2: I I have a
3: I have a different. I think you would put it under cybernetics, probably.
0: Yeah, probably cybernetics.
1: But yeah, I reviewed the rules, and it really looks like it is up to the setting to determine whether armor is one or two stats. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say that it works
0: for both.
1: Yeah, Mass Effect or Singularity has not made any distinction, so it is both. Yeah.
0: Like most people don't get into melee combat in uh, Mass Effect anyway, unless you're like. A tech using the Omni Blade, in which case you're taking a big risk going up to a guy who's shooting you the entire time to stab to stab him with hard light. But there you go. Oh, apparently, uh, the, those heavy weapons that we were talking about they require like the gunnery skill to use, not ranged heavy. What? Yeah, it's uh the skill is listed as G, and I think that's short for gunnery.
2: Oh, you mean the the yeah, ones the that big, are heavy weapons? Yeah, yeah, yeah the okay. big heavy weapons, yeah. The railgun and whatever.
3: Yeah, missile launchers. Remind me again what our uh, budget is
0: for money: 2,500, or if you want 500 and then you get an extra 10 experience points.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. What does the rarity
1: even matter? It determines how available it is once we go out onto the open market and try to purchase this stuff.
0: Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's how many difficulty dice uh essentially it co- it is to f- even find the fucking thing.
3: I am taking a piece of cybernetics, by the way. Ooh, what are you taking? I'm taking cybernetic eyes.
0: You've got special eyes!
3: Yes, they give me plus one rank to my character's perception and vigilance and remove a... Uh, I'm just going to call it a black die uh, and remove black die added to their checks due to darkness. Mm. So I spent like 800 plus 75 plus 500.
1: I've got 25 credits left.
0: Yeah, I need to eat them. Spend some mods. I think you can save them. I, I think like once... Like what you don't spend, you get to keep. It's not like Shadowrun yeah, that way.
1: It's not use it or lose it. I know. I know in Shadowrun, like a character creation is use it or fucking lose it. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Omni tool that I could afford, which I got, was the Savant Omni tool. It does a little less tech damage than the cheaper Polaris Omni tool, but it's also much more functional because when I ready a uh, tech power using it. I basically get to add one free upgrade to each tech power I ready. And
0: if everybody is done spending money... Okay. Yeah,
3: so... Yeah, I think I'm done. Trying to decide if I wanted to mod my gun, that was all.
4: Okay.
2: I spent all my cash. I have weapons and armor and an amp. I've got all of my talents and special abilities entered in. I spent all my experience on stats. I've got all of my skills allocated correctly, I think. I have my wounds, soak, strain, defense and encumbrance inputted. I think I'm good.
0: All right then, in that case, everybody gets an extra 50 experience points you're no longer in character creation mode, which means you cannot spend these experience points on characteristics, but you can break the uh, two skill rank limit that character creation imposed on you.
2: Hooray. Tell me again what experience can be spent on. Uh,
0: At this point, only skills and talents. Uh, Skills are equal to if it's in your uh, class, it is 5 times the number you want to buy in, and if it's not in your class, it is the same number, but you also have to spend an additional 5. And then talents, uh, it's 5 experience for tier 1, 10 experience for tier 2, 15 for tier 3, 20 for tier 4, 25 for tier 5. But again, you're probably not going to get to tier 5, even with this extra bonus. Time to spend everything on lethal blows.
3: (laughs) Time to just completely become One Punch Man.
1: (laughs) Alright, for my part, I have just spent 30 experience getting all of my other skills up to one rank each and hacking up to rank two. Okay.
3: So remind me again on the experience costs of raising skills.
0: Five times the rank, you also have to buy each previous rank before it, so there's no cheating that. And if it's outside of your um if it's outside of, of your career, it's an additional five. Not not five per, but just like five flat. So a uh, rank three would cost um twenty
1: instead of fifteen. So yeah. Think of it as just being five more expensive. Okay. And then or one one point higher talents are also five
0: per rank. Yes, but you okay. can't, and you have to have more,
3: um... You have to have more talents of a lower rank than you have before you can take the higher rank. So you have to have two ones to get a two, two twos to get a three. Correct, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera.
2: Easy peasy? Lemon squeezy. Okay, so I've upped three of my skills to rank two. Which gives me 20 points left over. If I wanted to... get lethal blows up to tier 2, what would that entail for me?
0: Um, it's... that's still a rank 1, correct? It starts at rank 1, yes. Yeah, that's uh, just another 5 experience points. It, it it costs... if it's a... um if it has a rank, it still costs the same amount if, every time you buy into it. Okay
2: it does not get exponentially more expensive so it just costs me five per additional rank correct though i think
0: with the way that it's set up that does not count towards another tier two like if you buy it twice it's still only one talent so uh you would have to buy another tier one talent before you can get a tier two like a different one
2: yeah you said combat mastery power requires some sort of weird thing, right?
0: Um, like, knowledge, like knowledge warfare makes it... You, yeah, they,
3: knowledge warfare makes the combat mastery powers better, basically. It's like this... You get whatever the basic thing is, and then you get, like, a number of other things based on how much uh, knowledge
0: warfare you have. Kind uh. of like with biotics and uh, knowledge, uh, physical science...
1: Oh, I, I see how it works here. The first time you buy a talent, it is the rank it says. The second time you buy the same talent, it is the next tier up.
0: Oh, really? Huh. Okay. Yes. Never So, mind. like,
1: I got Omnitool Expert uh, for five experience, but if I wanted to get it again to get another system rating to my Omnitool, I would have to spend 10 experience, and also have another tier 1 talent.
0: Okay, so it's essentially just... All right. I completely missed that. I've
1: read this book so many times, and I still miss things. One nice thing, though, is that once you hit rank 5, you can keep purchasing that talent, and it won't go up in uh, rank afterwards.
3: Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. There's a uh, talent that makes Streetwise and Skulljuggery a career skill for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I saw that.
3: And then choose Brawl, Melee, or Ranged Light. The skill also becomes a career skill.
0: (laughs) I guess I should also mention how adversaries in this uh, system work. There are three types of adversaries there's minions there's rivals and then there's nemeses um minions basically are your weakest uh are, are basically the weakest one they all share um a wounds pool essentially um so if like one has like wounds five uh if you have three minions they have a total of wounds 15 but for every five that damage that you do you kill a minion and they also share a skill pool. So the more minions that they have, the more uh, the more powerful their skills are. So as you actually kill off minions, they become less effective and uh, and less dangerous. Makes sense? Yep. Uh, rivals have a bit more going on for them. They still don't have um they still don't have strain, I don't think. Or if they do, it's a very limited amount of stream, and uh, they're essentially a one-to-one equivalent to uh, to player characters in in most scenarios. So, like, I shouldn't have more than three rivals in a combat scenario against uh, you guys. And then there's nemesis, which are designed to be fought like solo. They're like the boss enemies of this um, of this system they have wounds, they have strain and uh, I am absolutely using the optional rule that they get to go twice in a combat round Wow. yeah um, so they're designed to basically just be like hey I'm fighting you by myself I'm a big fucking deal You do not run into many many nemesis uh, type enemies in this game.
1: So I've got just enough experience to buy one level 2 talent and I'm considering taking flight school which would give me uh, career skill access to driving, piloting, and operating. Mm -hmm. Does that seem like it would come up?
0: knowing the campaign like I do,
1: yes. It would probably be a little handy. Alright. And absolutely no one else has any of those, so it does sound like a good idea for me. Someone should know how to drive in this group.
0: Someone should know how to fly and drive, yes.
2: it can't be that hard. (laughs) So I'm thinking about taking Combat Mastery. I've taken a rank in it. How much for rank one? Just five. Okay.
0: And then you get to choose one of the combat masteries from the list.
3: I took unity. Oh my god, there's a talent called Enhanced Calibrations.
0: <laughs> How much is a rank two talent? Ten. Ten. And each species does have a um, does have an option to get a free rank two uh, talent um, in when they up
1: um, right. when they what is my hereditary yeah I think yours it does count as a rank 2 talent however so which means that you'll need to buy an additional level one to get a second rank two um yours is scathing tirade scathing tirade i wonder if that's
0: one from here or one from it looks like it's from the core book so give me a second um, i've got that open right now scathing tirade i found it your character may use this talent to make an average coercion check for each success the check generates one enemy within short range suffers one strain for each advantage, one enemy affected by a scaling tirade suffers an additional strain. Uh, nah. You basically yell a lot and people feel yeah. bad. Be a yell boy. Be a yell boy. Oh, rivals cannot suffer strain. Anything that normally suffers strain inflicts an equivalent number of wounds on rivals instead. Okay. So that actually would be help if like so that is helpful against, uh, against rivals either way, so it doesn't completely
1: negate it. Got it. Alright, so I have spent all of my experience, and I've used it to buy five more skill points, along with Omnitool Expert, rank one, Defensive Sys Ops, which uh, allows me to op- automatically be aware of intrusions against computer systems I protect, and adds two difficulty dice to opponent's checks when attacking that system. And then for rank 2, I got Flight School. Which I have not invested any skill points into yet. Yeah. So I've I've got my license. Yeah. Congratulations. I don't really have any practical experience yet. I will
0: say this. I am 100% going to forget a lot of that sort of stuff, so when it comes up, please remind me and, like, every once in a while I'll be like, hey, uh, just remember, I automatically know like if the system is being infiltrated or whatever, and I'll be like, right, right, right.
2: Yep. Okay. I have five experience left over. Is there anything useful I can do with that?
1: One more tier one uh, talent or rank one skill? Rank one career skill. You can also
0: bank it.
3: Yeah, you can just hold on to it.
2: Actually, I will Rank one career skill would be good. Uh, survival, vigilance, or coercion. What
1: do we think is gonna be better? Vigilance? I don't got any vigilance.
0: Vigilance is good for when you are ambushed or two enemies just sort of like walk into each other and they're like, oh, uh, shoot you, shoot you.
3: Okay. Interestingly enough, that uh, since I took my heritage talent, ah, if you are within short range of me, you'll add a blue die to your perception and vigilance checks. And allies engaged with your character add two blue dice instead. I don't know how good that is, but. Okay, blue dies are boosts.
1: Situational and relatively easy to get.
2: Gotcha. Alright, what? Combat mastery power, should I take?
1: Adrenaline Rush is a pretty good all rounder. It boosts your uh, agility slash brawn abilities, which includes most weapons. If you try extra hard, you get to take two actions.
3: If you
2: become a real try hard. Concussion shot just lets you deal a whole bunch of stun damage, which I don't think is correct. Fire discipline is about leading a squad, which I don't think is correct for me. We already have unity, so yeah, I'll uh, I'll go with adrenaline rush. I am not an inspiring figure on the battlefield, so I'm not taking command.
1: (laughs) 35. Looks like you will need discipline in order to cast it.
2: Yeah. My, um, uh, did look at that. God, there's so much scrolling.
3: All right. Damn. Yeah, with all my
1: stuff. My willpower is three, so I have three green dice on willpower. And like I said, the nice thing about tech powers is that I've got access to all of them, so I don't have to choose any of them right now. Yeah. Is just the more stuff you try to do, the harder it becomes. Well, oh, it's it's more that I can only hold up to two powers at any one time because my hacking skill is two. Oh, okay. What does concentration mean? Some magical effects might require concentration to sustain. If a magical effect or spell can benefit from concentration, the action description notes this. Spells that can be sustained through concentration last until the end of the character's next turn, as noted in their description. However, if the character performs the concentrate maneuver during that turn, the spell's effect lasts until the end of the character's following turn instead. This can be sustained indefinitely by performing the concentrate maneuver each turn.
0: So yeah, really nasty if you run into a biotic and they just decide, hey, you don't get to move anymore. What if I decided you don't get to play
3: anymore? <laughs> all right. I have five experience left over. Nothing I feel like spending it on. Okay. So you're banking that. All right. Would you like me to tell you what I spent all my experience on just for good radio? Sure. All right. I raised Astrocartography to okay. one. It was a career skill. I raised Medicine to two, also a career skill. Mm-hmm. That's 15 points. I raised uh, Charm to two. 25 another career skill and life sciences to two another career skill making 35 points i spent i believe on skills yes
0: yes that sounds about right
3: and then i spent 10 points five each getting two talents one for physician rank one and clever retort at rank one physician uh basically just makes me heal more when i heal people and clever retort means that if somebody else is having is doing social stuff during an encounter, I can add to uh, I'm not sure what these symbols are. They're like the bullseyes.
0: Oh, um that's I think,
3: think that's the success?
0: No, I think bullseyes, uh is, if you're doing things to enemies, I think that needs you uh, add failures? Hold on. Bullseyes. It's
3: it's not it's not the uh, it's not the ones that are right there The success symbol, It's and it's not the advantage symbol, it's the other one. Triumph? Triumph, I believe. Let me, let me look at the top of the book real quick.
0: Triumph is basically critical success, so I don't know if that's correct. I can look.
3: I can only do it once per encounter. Oh, okay. That makes some more sense. No, it's not triumph. Oh. It is threat. Oh. It
0: is threat. So yeah, uh, so you're basically adding negatives to, uh, to their
1: role, essentially. Yeah, it's the symbol that's on the black die.
0: Yeah,
3: I'm not super familiar with it. That's, I call it the bullseye symbol just because it looks like a it looks like an aiming reticle for me. Oh no, you're definitely right about that. Okay, so I'm not adding success, but I am adding failure to the other person then.
1: Yeah, and that, or that's the that's the side effect symbol. Uh,
3: basically, I'm not influencing the result. I'm influence- I'm not influencing like the result of the check, but I am influencing the result of what happens, in a sense.
1: Yeah, how, how good that success or failure is. Right, got it.
3: And then I've got five left over.
0: Is there anything else we still need to do? Um, as far as character creation goes, like the the actual act of like, putting stuff on the character sheet, I don't believe so. Well, we should figure out why we're all working together. Well, that I I I was saying I was going to get to that. I'm I'm talking about like actively putting things on the sheet and like buying things with money or experience points. I don't think there's anything there left to do. I think we're all done with that and I was going to move on to like basically I want everyone to think of a reason why you are on the former mining station of Omega, which for people who don't know, uh, Omega is basically Mass Effect's version of a crime city. Uh, It's basically, if you can buy it, you can buy it at Omega. Uh, It has... It technically has no rule... Ruler, technically, but there has been... A very extremely powerful Asari named Aria, who has basically been in charge for like the last 350 years. And so, as a result, Omega has exactly one law don't fuck with Aria Tolok. I remember that. Yep. That's the first time they dropped the F bomb in the series. Really? Yeah. They don't use it at all in one, and in two, they, it's a really big deal when Aria says, don't fuck with Aria. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So, it is a essentially a big, massive, like, space station built into an asteroid that was mined out, like, hundreds of thousands of years ago. And it's essentially, like, supposed to be the opposite of the Citadel, which is, like, this beacon of civilization and lawfulness and like where all of like the big things that happen in the galaxy that are considered quote-unquote progressive uh this, this is essentially yeah no this is a list hive of scum and villainy and as long as you don't like anger the queen you can do whatever the hell you want
3: i've said it is the seat of government Omega is the seat of, uh, on-government. <laughs> Become ungovernmentable.
0: That's essentially the only thing I really need, uh, I really need as far as, like, forcing you in a place to, uh, to start the story that I want to tell is, like, you need a reason to be on Omega. Aside from that, it is up to you if you guys want to know each other ahead of time... Or if you just all want to be perfect strangers, like thrown into this adventure by random happenstance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
3: I think we're gonna have uh, you and I are probably gonna have to like talk about a bit of this, like off, uh, not camera, but you know what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to hash out some details, probably.
0: Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, you can come up with like a rough random, like reason now uh maybe it's just essentially your 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 hanar wants to like go see what it's like on the other side
3: i mean just because hanar are supposed to be like polite doesn't mean that hanar never break laws or anything like that
0: oh god yeah like they're polite but they can absolutely be like criminals and like horrible horrible war crimes but they'll still—they will hold their pinky up high as they do it. Essentially,
1: they're British.
3: Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you look at it, the dwarves are kind of a slave race.
1: Mm. Kind of. Yeah. It's not slavery. It's merely an obligation. It's indentured servitude. No, that's something else that's also covered yeah, in true. the Mass Effect universe.
0: That is true. That There is an entire planet where indentured servitude is legal.
3: But, yeah, I mean, it could just be like, we are doing business, or I want to go to Omega. Because, like, I figure, I figure the person that I, uh, the person that I'm working for, technically I'm probably working for, like, one of their wealthy parents, and I'm basically Minder, teacher, bodyguard all rolled into one. Mm -hmm. And they want to go to Omega, despite my insistence that it is probably not the best place for them to be.
0: But this one wants to uh, create long-lasting businesses, business relationships, with those of uh, unsightly (laughs) etc, etc. That's another thing about Hanar, is that they never say I or me they always refer to themselves as this one or it, because it's impolite to refer to yourself in the first person.
1: Yes, it's seen as egotistical. Yeah, and it's quite a culture shock for them once they leave their home planets, come across all of these people just, like, nude to the waste. Basically. Basically. Uh, it's
0: it's funny because like I was reading up on the Wikipedia for Hanar and they won't even refer to themselves in the first person when like they absolutely hate someone or like doing the most heinous shit because it is impolite. You do not refer to yourself in the first person ever. Even when killing someone.
3: Fucking weirdos.
0: They are. They're such a cool race though. Oh my god. I love the Hanar so much. They're one of the most inventive things in uh in mass effect i in my opinion like there's they're so different from everything else that it's almost like they don't even fit with what they were going like with the rest of the game is great
3: yeah the Hanar and the Elkor are fun mostly because, mostly because they don't they look like actual aliens and not just humans in makeup
1: yeah so anyways mm-hmm. anyways my character being there is no trouble at all. Kenzak is a black hat hacker and is basically underestimated constantly as uh, no one thinks that a Krogan can be an excellent hacker. There's like fucking rumors that you are actually a Turian or something. Yeah, actually spends a lot of his time online, essentially. Where he, he doesn't uh, acknowledge or bring up his species at all, because that makes things easier. mhm volus in a coat. Incidentally, that is why I also included his uh, online handle, Ogrex. <laughs> which, uh, in certain circles, he is much better known as. I have an idea for why Kunk is present.
3: Yeah?
2: <sighs> well... It's a failure, and we can't use it. But maybe someone else can get some use out of it. Maybe someone else will buy it off of us.
0: I mean, to be fair, the Blood Pack does have a pretty big presence on uh, on Omega, so yeah. that makes sense.
2: I just some some member of Blood Pack who is like in the shitter right now because they fucked up a mission or something was basically told, "Hey." go sell this fucked up defective vorcha over on Omega
1: or depending on uh, the situation it could just be as simple as locking your particular vorcha out of the compound and So they, yeah yeah I want back in. No you don't if you get back in we'll shoot you well that sounds fun <laughs> to death <laughs> you will
2: try
3: I think we got things pretty settled. Anything else?
1: Oh yeah. Under the character info tab, the motivation section you should probably fill out. Oh yeah.
3: Motivation? what you want me to care about motivation. my
2: character? What?
3: Explain motivations to us, Colin.
1: Well, they're, they're pretty freeform. They, they give you some examples, but it's like one or two words for the thing and then a bit of a description for uh, what that means to your character
0: yeah so um so for each there's four kinds of motivation there's desires fears strengths and flaws and you're supposed to come up with one for each of those um, you can there are some example that they give but those are just examples you are free to create your own and it helps shape the kind of character you want to create Like, an example, Mm. desire, is justice, fame, wealth. Some fears that they give an example for are death, failure, uh, isolation. Strengths are, like, idealistic, patient, witty. And then uh, flaws are, like, lazy, intolerant, prideful, stuff like that. It doesn't have any, like, mechanical benefits. It just helps, like keep your character in line with like what you think it's supposed to be like
1: for example my character's desire is knowledge knowledge is power especially if you know where to look his fear is publicity no one trusts a krogan hacker they do however trust the results he can bring his strength is sharp kenzak is unusually smart by any species of standards His flaw is beaten down. Kenzac fully expects derision and underestimation and has few personal ambitions. So yeah, between the whole genophage thing and being a misfit, even among Krogan, Kenzac does not enjoy social interactions. He does not expect to enjoy them. Okay, I kind
2: of have something. All right. My desire is, in all caps, Fight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a forcha, what do you expect? Oh, yeah. My fear is isolation. I'm already twice over rechecked. I don't want to lose anything else. My strength is that I am indefatigable. I can live through anything, so nothing is going to stop me. And my flaw is that I can't communicate. Nuance is beyond me, so when I am misunderstood, I have no option but to talk louder. I put talk in quotes.
0: <laughs> you just made Rocket Raccoon, but a Borcha, and I love it.
2: Rocket was smart,
1: though. Eh, true. I made Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> mm.
3: Alright, I'm done with mine.
0: Okay, what did you get?
3: My character's desire is to nurture others. Uh healy wants to see the success of others, especially those she's charged with uh, mentoring. Okay. Greatest fear is loss. She is deathly afraid of failure or losing her charge and is the primary motivator for most of her actions. Her strength is that she's patient because teaching requires patience and you never get what you want if you don't put the work in. And her flaw is that she is deceptive and uh, she's prepared to lie if she thinks she can get her if she can keep her charge safe or if she'll get a desirable result from lying in a I know better than you kind of way.
0: Okay. Now, here's the question. Do your characters
2: know each other or not? I can't imagine any of you would know me, given why I'm here.
3: I imagine I might have heard
1: of Bobbin's character. Yeah, you might have seen me online and spoken with a deep faked uh, hologram version of Ogrex. Yeah, perhaps
0: one that looks like a Volus or something
1: three voluses in a
0: trench coat <laughs> I think with Krogan it's probably closer to four four voluses in a trench coat
2: <laughs> yeah exactly ah it's a mech soup it uh it folds <laughs> open at the chest
1: and one volus can get in or out ah there we go and well uh Kenzak might actually have something of a soft spot for Kunk since we're both basically rejects, trying to find a way to make a living. And since I can take the sort of violence you put out, we actually have less trouble communicating than normal.
0: I like the idea of Kunk coming up and biting uh, Kenzik and then Kenzik just like headbutts him and, uh, and Kunk is like, got it boss. <laughs> so yeah, maybe in the first session like you can buy Kunk cuz they're trying to get rid of it. Like buy is a strong word because like it they're basically trying to give Kunk away.
3: I could step in and like be and and say like and uh, you know, negotiate on your behalf. It might be like a fun little character thing.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm down. That sounds good. So, uh, I did create a quest log for uh, for everybody, including myself, to edit. So, I'm going to uh, write down current goal. Get these chuckle fucks together.
2: How dare you. <laughs> I don't
0: chuckle,
3: and I don't fuck. <laughs> God, I don't even want to think
2: about the fortune having to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck do these things even reproduce? They're not mammals, they're not reptiles.
3: I mean, worms lay eggs, don't they? And vorcha are similar in some aspects to worms, I remember reading that part. Who's to say the vorcha even have, like,
0: different sexes? I don't think they do. i you never run into any. Vorcha that look
1: They have different. clusters of non-differentiated neoblast cells like those of Earth's planarian worms Huh
3: <laughs> That's the galaxy's great mystery Nobody knows where more Vorcha come from, they just do Every time we look away there's like 50 more It's really weird, We've we've, we've kept one in a box on camera and still somehow an extra one showed up it's like how pokemon it's like how the people at the pokemon uh daycare never know where the fucking egg came from
0: uh also one last thing before i'm willing to call it i think i know at least two of my players have chosen races that will likely destroy their throats if they decide to do an in-universe character voice that being said cat Are you going to be doing a character voice?
2: I'll test it out for a bit. I don't know if I'm going to do the voice, but Vorcha definitely do a kind of caveman speak. So I will be talking like that for sure. I just don't know if I'm going to do a voice.
0: Yeah, uh, you say that, but in three, they become much more well-spoken, but I'm willing, I I do like the uh, the caveman speech pattern more than I do like them saying no I'm okay and it's just like no that doesn't sound right that's that's not what I associate torture with uh, Chloe are you going to be doing a character voice I don't think it is possible
3: to make it using a human throat to make the kind to make the kind of like voice sounds uh, 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 that the drell yeah, do
0: n- no no it's, i'm it's,
3: pretty like, sure that is 100 i'm like 80 percent sure that's a post-processing effect
0: yeah i am 100 certain. yeah they're just like turians and how they have like a reverb effect i'm pretty sure like somebody was just speaking normal and they're like okay and then we like do some weird thing to it and this is what the waveform looks like and that makes them sound like they've been smoking for four years
3: like I can do some, I can do some fun stuff with my voice, but I don't think I could do the Drell shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bobbin, you're the only one who chose a race who I am like 100 confident that you have a have vocal range in order to do. So, are you doing a character voice?
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> I mean, I suppose you know.
1: You're playing strong, sad. <laughs> You know, I don't really have any reference for that. I never really got into that scene. (sighs) But You know, whatever.
3: I'm sad that I'm (laughs) flying.
1: Like, if that's what you take from this, then go ahead, you know? All right.
0: Okay. Well, then. Uh, Thank you, players, for... For this treat. Uh, this is going to be a relatively short one. I don't see this going beyond like three or four sessions. Um, it's not gonna be like super duper long but uh, I have been sitting on this idea ever since I found out that yeah somebody actually did make homebrew rules for uh, Mass Effect in Genesis and I didn't have to do all the work for it. I would like credit them officially by name but it's just like it just goes by the Singularity Team. You can find this hack if you're interested in playing uh, Mass Effect for yourself. Just it's like just Google Mass Effect Genesis mod, and it's like the first result. It's in um, it's on a Reddit. Uh, it's in it's in a subreddit for Genesis, and it's free to download. Um, they haven't made any major changes to it since 2018 so I'm pretty sure they're not working on it anymore but what they do have here is pretty good we'll put a link to the hack in the show notes yeah but aside from that thank you Singularity team for making this game thank you players for creating your characters and allowing me to tell the story and thank you listeners for listening to us talk uh, rules shop and such We'll see you all next time for when this show actually gets off the road. Good night.
2: Night,
3: everybody. Wait, we're
2: going off-road? Yeah, glad to know that we are (laughs) immediately jumping off the rails before things have even started.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's you guys. I know you guys. You're going to take whatever I have planned and just be like, nope. No
3: plan survives first contact.
0: I'm going to
2: gouge out the eyes Of every single NPC That (laughs) you put in front of us
0: If you try to do that with Arya Toluk She will kill you I've actually statted Arya Toluk Because your character exists (laughs) And let me me tell you You would not survive
2: (laughs) We'll we'll see about that bitch (laughs) Good night folks Good night